Welcome. Special episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. As you can see from the show notes, I'm sitting here with a longtime friend and colleague, Pepper Hastings. He showed me a stack of his business cards from when he worked uh, for more than two decades with Beckett Publications and uh, done just about every job. So we're going to talk about some of his early days here, Pepper's origin story. But before we do that, thanks to our sponsors, Tops Panini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Rob Veris at Burbank Sports Cards, Mike Fruitman at Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. We're going to talk about some of those things uh, in our dialogue with Pepper, as well as ComC, SuiMC.com. So welcome, Pepper. We're going to try to take a trip down memory lane of what it was like in those early days. Well, thank I'm you for so glad yeah. we connected. <laughs> thank you for having me. That list of sponsors is an all-star list in itself of names. Definitely. But we got to go back more than 30 years. So how did you find out about this opportunity, and how was the opportunity described to you when you, you were probably our sort of our first non-family employee or right. full-time employee? So I'm glad you took a chance on us. Uh, so tell us about that first meeting or pre-meeting or what was going on. You were you had a lot on your plate at that time and a lot on your mind. Right, right. Uh, I think what you're referring to is basically I quit job, started a new job, and got married all within the same week. And then took an immediate honeymoon, took an immediate, and then showed up at work the yeah, next day. You were nice enough to give me three days, you know, three or four days uh, off there. To, well, I think uh, having a honeymoon and a wedding is special. So. Yeah, this was the summer of 1986, yeah. and uh, I was working at uh, the Louisville News, which is a local newspaper. Um, I was a journalism major at University of North Texas, then yeah. called North Texas State. And I had a magazine production class up the semester before I got out, and it was taught by a guy named Dave Hadler. Yep. And Dave was a consultant for you, unbeknownst to me at that time. But um, he called me in the summer of uh, 86, gave me a call. I'm not on my cell phone because there wasn't such things. But he called me and said, hey, i got a guy I want you to meet. Uh, his name's Jim Beckett, and he's got this magazine he's starting. And so really, I guess you could say the rest is history after that. I came down and talked with you, uh, wore a suit and tie, was totally overdressed for the occasion. But uh, then came back for a second interview and talked to you and Claire and uh, – we got going pretty pretty soon after that. I remember that, and uh, it just seems like we, were, you know, Dave was a great friend and contributor in the early days. But uh, do you realize how many other candidates you were competing against? No, I think zero. <laughs> uh, I think Dave gave you a a pretty big rave that you just need to talk to this guy, and you'll thank me. Uh, not that you were the king of the collectors but that you had a lot of savvy and uh, you love baseball and we're still playing, uh, I think, uh, adult baseball, some you know, mm-hmm. adult baseball time. Are you still playing? No, okay. I'm still coaching. Okay. So. so you love baseball, you love the sport, and you had a lot of journalism savvy. And what I didn't realize at the time, and maybe Dave knew this, is that personality-wise you brought some energy to our company and you had a, more of a sales orientation, I would say, than I did. And PR and promotion, I mean, within reasonable bounds, but we... We, we really benefited from the, the, the various skills and abilities you brought with you, other than just being uh, a good editorial managing editor and finding good articles and uh, writers and photographers. Yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a nice challenge different from newspaper. The cadence was a little different. It was more of a monthly cadence instead of that daily stuff. We loved hiring people from newspapers because when they found out we had monthly deadlines back when you started, our weekly deadlines as it uh, gravitated toward when we had all the different sport magazines coming out once a week, it still was way better than newspapers. But the best place to find employees who would be excited to work for us were ad agencies 
where they had deadlines throughout the day, I think. So we tried to provide a, a hardworking environment that had reasonable, but that had reasonable deadlines and a lot of teamwork. And you were, you were a big part of that. Any, uh, you never had any regrets, I don't think, because you stayed a long time. Yeah. You just jumped in with both feet. You did a whole bunch of different things. You, you had to, you had to kind of create your own job title and your own right. job duties. And well, you never seemed to have any difficulty with that. One of my big problems in work is creating a whole lot of work for myself. It just it seems to follow me around. Okay. And I think that's the way a lot of us are. Uh, I wasn't the only one like that. But, you know, in an entrepreneurial situation like we had, it was you just had to take initiative all the time. And I'm still doing that in the company I'm at now. It's uh, How's it? You, you've mentioned to me, that the, uh, tell us a little bit about the company uh, that you're in now. Because I think this is your, you've had two main Stints. Right. And and you've mentioned to me in the past that there were some similarities. What are some of the similarities? Well, the similarities are when I came to Beckett, there was, you know, three to five employees at yeah. the office, yeah. you know. And uh, when I came to where I work now, which is out Innovative IDM, there were about 20 employees. And now we're at 110. So, and with Beckett, you know, we went from five to maybe 110 or 120 or something. I don't know what our high watermark was. But bottom line was, when I, you know, this new company I went to, just like at Beckett, we didn't have a handbook. You know, just like at Beckett, we didn't have policies. You know, just like at Beckett, we didn't have a whole lot of rules or HR policies or things like that. So I was able to, at the place I'm at now, be a contributor, having gone through it already once yeah. and building a company with you and Claire yeah. and the others. Yeah. It's allowed me to have a little bit of insight on, hey, you know, we don't need to get too worried about this. Or, hey, we need to be concerned about this, you know, and and, and kind of, it's almost like I'm getting to do the same career twice, except it's very different. Yeah, but did you uh, did you say, well, this this is uh, something that I learned? I mean, how did you improve on? I mean, we we were doing a lot of things right, but not everything right. Were there any things, you know, in hindsight that there's statute of limitations is expired, so you right can be <laughs> critical. But are there any things you think you know? Or you're wondering, why did we do it that way and you're doing it different now? No, really. Um, or was it affirming? I've gone back, it's very affirming. <clears throat> I've gone back to our uh, our handbook several times as we created our own handbook and looked at some of the vacation policies and some of the PTO policies and some yeah. of the bereavement policies and some yeah. of the employee-friendly, with a friendly tone, even in the yeah. way our handbook was written. Yeah. Uh, it's got a much softer tone than uh, anything that an HR person would yeah. put together yeah. you know, on their own, which sometimes tends to be a little bit punitive uh, can in, be. in the way that they're even written. So, uh, I mean, our uh, our company philosophy is, you know, positive. It's written on the back of our okay. business cards, positive tone, teamwork, integrity, uh, you know, trustfulness. You're like plagiarizing. It, well, it is, but, uh, except it you is, can't but plagiarize things. You can't plagiarize I, I think we were trying to do common sense and have a, not family in, in the, in, in the fullest sense, but family and friends to a degree, you know, cause right. you can't, if it's, you can't fire your family. Right. So, and sometimes if somebody's not a good fit, you need to release them to go, somewhere else but we, we had a lot of people that stayed a long time and had a bunch of different roles and you're you're at or near the top of that list certainly in in uh in uh, ways that you contributed uh tell tell our listeners about the cross training stuff that you i mean it's not that you, you actually led some of those efforts but how positive do you think that was in helping our employees have a fuller understanding of what we were doing yeah cross training is <clears throat> i think it's vital really anywhere the way that we did it it was it was really cool because it, we did it with leadership as well as just, you know, worker bees, so to speak. Like so, swapping titles? Swapping titles. That's uh, scary. Jerry Johnson and I swapped titles. Was that scary times. or was that intriguing? It was, it was, at the time, it was a little bit um, scary to me because nobody nobody likes change. Let's face it. You know, change is a tough thing. But I talked to my dad about it, you know, when yeah. it came up. And he said, hey, you're going to grow from this. You know, and I was only 28, 29 years old at the time. And I didn't, I had nothing to draw on for the experience. But he said, hey, you're going to like this. And it ended up being a great thing because as you cross-train employees, 
they get stronger and they have they have a better feel for what their teammates are up against in certain roles as well. So that was uh, I think we did that for we did that for years. We did a lot, yeah. And I, I really think that was a really big positive. Uh, are you sure you were a history major? I'm pretty sure because I was. <laughs> you were. You've always had this sense of of our corporate history and tracking things. And was that just innate in you, or did you? Because I, I'm thinking the early days is moving so fast. I wasn't thinking about right. Uh, well, one of the things track, I, yeah, you've for, kept track of a lot of things. Well, one of the things for, for you was um, I didn't think you took enough time to celebrate the, the wins sometimes because uh, you, you are, are so right. You know, and then it's the team needs to celebrate. Yes. Win. Even a small win. You yes. Know? And you were always saying, well, let's go to the next thing. Let's <laughs> yeah. go to the next thing. And that's what makes you, you know, a great leader. But yeah. I also thought it was a fault sometimes yeah. that, that, you know, let's take time and yeah. celebrate the wins. Let's, we, even though we just got the, all these issues packed up and out the door, it was almost worth celebrating. <laughs> Some of those getting out the door when we had that many episodes was. So, right. so you're accusing me of being Bill Belichick. <laughs> Not exactly, that? no, no, but you know that's that's the image I get when you say that, and I I did have a lot of room for improvement there. We just had a tiger by the tail, and we had a great team, and everybody is you know not everybody's motivated the same way, and I just I just think I felt a lot of pressure uh, to 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 get on to the next thing for me, but that doesn't mean I needed to impart that or impute that to my uh, to my teammates who had worked really hard and, and all that. And, and of course, you know, what you're not alluding to, but I mean, basically I had a heart attack. So I think, uh, for those of the listeners out there, uh, if you don't celebrate enough, you're, you're going to, uh, run the risk of high blood pressure, heart attack or whatever. But I was, uh, miraculously revived from that and, uh, have gone on to celebrate more. And again, I've been very fortunate to have people in my life that, uh, that uh, are, are are that way. I think if you have friends, especially for men, if you have friends that are exactly like you are, and if they're type A or type A plus or whatever, then uh, you're going to conform to that. But if you've got a variety of friends, different uh, different in lots of ways, then uh, you benefit from that. And in our company, we had, uh, again, I don't want to have a, a span of integrity in my friends. I'd like to have all my friends to have high integrity, but, but uh, I, I learned a lot. Right. And I think uh, a lot of the things you're talking about were just me uh, well, it, doing well, things in ways that I thought this is the way I'd like to be treated. Right. And, and by all means, you were very lavish with your praise with employees. It wasn't ever a deal where anybody felt beat down or anything like mm-hmm. that. But, you know, there were some times where we just needed to kind of stop and celebrate little things along the way. But it's not, a, it's really, it's not a criticism. It's just an observation. The statute well, no, of limitations I, are off. Right? I know, so, but I did have a heart attack. That's a matter of the record. And I, I think I think a contributing factor was not so much just working hard, but going from one project to the next, and, and and I took some breaks, but they weren't they weren't long breaks, and uh, I had very little margin in my life. And basically, I kind of pushed people in the company away. Just let me do my thing. And I think you've you've uh, I think Jay said something about that. You know, just that you know I just wanted to do my thing. And and uh, and uh, again, people I remember Claire showing up at my in my office one time with a manifesto or something to try to get me to quit working so hard. And, you know, it's, it really hurts when it's coming from your sister and you know that she's right. Uh, but we survived those years. They were, it was, those early days were, were exhilarating and you were, oh, yeah. you were, you were a huge part of that. Uh, what was your favorite job before we've just got a couple minutes left, but I do want to ask you, what was your favorite job, especially in the beginning? Years? What, what were the yeah. highlights of those? I think building an editorial staff was a fun so thing So right on me. the ground floor. Yeah, yeah. Build, being a managing editor, editorial director. But you were very relational in the way you did that. Right. I, so it wasn't like you were imparting some structure and people no, had to fit in there. You found some talent. 
Right. And you really enjoyed that. I like building teams. Jim. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like building teams. I like anything the favorite memory of Beckett is going to probably be involved with the team effort, you know, type of thing. Uh, getting those all those magazines out, hiring all those managing editors, finding guys like E.J. Raddick, you know, to run our hockey yeah. magazine. Yeah. Finding guys like Mark Zeski to run our right. racing, you know, and working with Rudy and Jay and all those talented people. You know, Rudy Klanick, Jay Johnson, who I allude to. Put, put a team together like that, you know, and then, you know, for Fred and then Fred Reed, yeah, who right. was our overarching, you know, yeah. VP of, VP uh, of uh, publishing. And, yeah. um, and it was just, to me, those were the, those were the fun days, you know. And, I think you had the same philosophy that I had is that, you know, I'm a statistics guy in one sense, but it, it wasn't a numbers game of interviewing a hundred people to find the five candidates. No, to, you, when we found a good one, we knew it. Get her, knew it. get him. And in, in some cases, we actually hired people before we needed the well, person. You don't want to because, be away. Well, I'm just saying it's not that they were going to go to a competitor because I, I we never thought of us as having competitors. We sort of did, but it, we had a very unique situation. And if there was a, a, pop, a potential for a win-win, that this person was going to thrive where we were, and we were going to uh, benefit from their services, even if we didn't need them right then, but we could see if our growth path continued, which it did for a long time, uh, they would be somebody we'd want to go to war with, mm-hmm. somebody we'd want to. Uh, and, and or play sports with or have being lunch a fo- with, being a foxhole with, right? Yeah, and so exactly. you're right. You're exactly right. When you find the right person, there's no use overthinking it. Yeah. You know, and if it, if it works out for both parties, yeah. why not? That's a good yeah. philosophy to this day. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, thanks, Pepper. I think let's uh, let's let's visit again about some of these other. Two. We've just kind of cracked the tip of the iceberg, but uh, I'm so glad that uh, in that summer, right? It was like summer. It was like July. July. Yeah. 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 Summer of '86, uh, we was it was kind of right when the company started taking off. So, thank you, <laughs> because I don't think it would have if you hadn't been there. So, very blessed to have uh, Pepper walking into my office uh, back then, 20, 20, 33 years ago. Wow! And for Dave Hadler for uh, suggesting that, and uh, it worked out great. And Pepper's gone on to other. Great thing. So, Pepper, enjoy the time with you. We'll come back to some other topics next time we talk because we've got a lot of positive history and uh, appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me.